When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. How are you? Thank you, everyone, for coming. This is our first Canadian real bodybuilding podcast we've done live. And it's fitting because we're all Canadian except for Guy. So. It's true. All right? I'm the odd man out here. That's the odd man out here. All right, we're just going to roll with it. We're going to talk for a little bit. We're going to have a, a guest come out kind of halfway through. And then we're going to open up to Q&A and uh, see what you guys have to, have to say. So, Melissa, it's your first time with us. I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pressing question I've been thinking about for like a week. Oh, no. How does it feel to be married to the only gay guy on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Oddly satisfying. <laughs> great answer, great answer. <laughs> Are you ever worried a little bit? No. 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 It doesn't, you're not like at all like. He's, he said to me the other day, he was like, I think it's a real thing that people might think that I'm gay. And I was shocked. I was like, why? That's impossible. Have you heard him on the podcast? Well, yeah, but like he's just being a goof. And this is also how I talk like in our day to day life. He's joking. just nuts, I feel. Like he loves reactions and he's just like, I don't know. Yeah, but he's very, very defending of the <laughs> gay people. Yeah, Which is but okay. But he's also very um... gay. <laughs> Into men. Into men. vagina. Yeah. So I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I just go by my personal experience. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, well, then. clears that up. Paul, starting uh... off with a bang. Started off. <laughs> <laughs> but he can be into both. Maybe, but I, I... But do you worry that he could be in a both? That doesn't Have you ever me. seen anything in his search history that would be worse? <laughs> that, would be, that would be worrisome. To be completely honest, I've never seen any search history, so I would not know. Not even by accident? Like you typed something in and like a list no. came up? <laughs> then we got the guy coming out later. We'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, we'll ask him, <laughs> yeah, we'll ask Kevin. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him that? to read. We'll get him to read yeah, Ian's mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a question oh, for Kevin. Oh, that's going to be good. Are you scared? <laughs> yeah. Has Ian ever your gloves. Yeah. <laughs> the gloves are coming off here. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> it's all coming out now. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking about, uh, we all went to eat yesterday. We went with Paul. Uh, the, the group of us went to go eat. Paul was with us. And Guy happened to notice... Paul's eating habits are a little different than the norm. Guy, can you explain to Because Melissa doesn't know because she wasn't with us last night. So she was like, why are they teasing him? What is wrong with Paul? Guy, can you tell Melissa what you witnessed last night? Yeah, like if, if you were to take a dog and starve it for like a month and then put a bowl of food in front of the dog and just cut the leash, 
and watch the dog run to the ball and eat that ball eating anything. And it doesn't Mike, matter. Mike, you got to see And it's this. violent. It's, it's too. It's, he doesn't, he like took the sandwich, dipped it, and it's not like he dipped it and then it was just like, it's like, like he, he rams his face into violence. it. I don't want to get into the, Your I, don't violence. Want, I don't want the juice to drip on my face. <laughs> no. It's strategy. No. Wait. Uh, yeah, what kind of juice? Yeah. Wait, my no, wife wait. will attest to it. I spill everything on my shirt. This is his excuse for everything. So in my car, he would one bite like an entire muffin. And I'm like, why do you do that? Just take a bite. Like, why are you stuffing your... He's like, I don't want to make crumbs. <laughs> that's the, that's the Paul, that's I'm not a, the truth. It is, actually. I'm a no, messy and he eater. Sits a di- and then he's sitting there like this, chewing. Because <laughs> there's too much in his fucking mouth. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah that, that happens frequently. Because when, when you, the, the velocity of speed in which he throws it into his mouth, he gets it so far into his throat that by the time he closes his teeth, he's like got a such fucking a snake. Of food. <laughs> <laughs> like a snake, yeah. Yeah, they just digest it later. I do have before eating habits. I know that. I'm trying to fix them. It's kind of late in life. You're 50 you can't years go old. Back now. Oh, I know. I can't break one, these habits now. One foot in a banana peel, one in a casket. You're not, you're not switching anything. My youngest daughter had picked up my habits a lot, so I'm trying to reverse those now. I've been a bad, bad influence on her. So, listen, this is the Real Bodybuilding Podcast. After all, we do talk some bodybuilding. Melissa, how do you feel about... I know you're not competing anymore, and Ian is in the prime of his career. How is that... Is it affecting you in a good way, a bad way? Do you feel good stepping out and just letting him, him do his thing? Or I don't think it would have been as easy to step away if he wasn't in the prime of his career. Because, I mean, I'm stepping away from me being on stage, but I still feel like so much of my life gets to be bodybuilding. Mm. You know, with Christopher, like same with Courtney, Ian, it's just, it's making it easier. There's also like a lot that goes into being Ian's wife, to be honest, like, I don't well, know, I as, don't know, what? Aside from the search history, <laughs> you mean uh, cooking? From hiding that I'm gay for no, your whole not, life? No, not, not cooking, and like, that's monotonous, you could do that at any point, but there's a lot of, um, what is that, what is that? What are like you? mental tenacity, I think, to like deal with the pressure that comes along with competing at this level. And for me to keep a level head, it's a lot more easy and natural if I'm not doing the same, if that makes sense. And to be very clear, that had nothing to do with my decision to step away from the stage. Me doing that was for me and only me, but there's a lot of benefits that are coming from me making that decision for myself. You said if he wasn't in the prime of his career, it would have been harder for you to step away. Can you explain that? So let's say Ian had been retired. Yeah. And I was the only one that was still competing and we were traveling to shows because I was competing and we were meeting all these people and doing all these amazing things um, because I was competing. By me stepping away from the stage, we would lose all of that. Whereas now I still get to do so much of that stuff. That means a lot to me. And honestly, being his supporter and partner is way more fulfilling than my career on the stage ever was, so. That's really, like, refreshing to hear, like, at this day and age. Because this day and age, most couples and most people, not just couples, are very, like, individualistic. They're like, what's my benefit? What's my role? What do I... And it almost seems like you're being selfless in that it's making you happy, but you're also, like, happy that you can be there for him. Yeah, I think, like... I'm just gonna speak from like the female perspective. There's been a lot of pressure in my 
20s to kind of be independent, to not like strive to be a stay-at-home mom or be someone that takes care of her husband because there's more, I don't know, recognition in like having a career or making your own money or, I mean, you hear people say like, have your own bank account in case your husband chooses to leave you and like all these things, like that's what we grew up hearing. Um, and if I'm to actually like shut out all that noise and do what I want and what fills me and makes me happiest, it is like serving my husband, so. So, uh, sorry guys, if I'm, and I don't mean to like direct all the questions at you, but we don't usually have a woman on the podcast, so it's kind of like nice to hear the other side of the, the other side of the conversation. Um, so you are okay just, do you think a lot of girls or a lot of women nowadays are doing things because they think it's what they hear and the noise they're hearing makes them go that way instead of doing what you said, which is, it's what makes me happy, so I wanna do this. And I'm, put, I'm shutting out the noise. I think there's a lot of factors. I think um, there's probably women that feel fulfilled having careers, and that's mm -hmm. fantastic. I think there's probably women that have partners where they feel like they have to have careers. Um, I also have a husband that is very appreciative and recognizes my value, so I don't feel like I have to get it elsewhere. Does that make sense? I think sometimes if you're with someone that doesn't see you, you're gonna feel the need to get, you know, validation, recognition, not in a negative way, but through your career, through friendships, whatever. Um, and I just don't have like a lack there, so. Mm. I'm able to, I mean, it's very, a huge privilege to really be able to do whatever yeah. you want. Ian, you seem to have a, a good way of keeping your wife happy and having a long-term relationship. Can you please help Guy a little bit? Because <laughs> he's, he's helpless. He's been, he's like, what happened to Starbucks, he's girl? Been, you better cut me some fucking slack up here <laughs> after what I went through. Guy's been uh, searching and searching and has had bad luck. But I think it's maybe his own doing. He seems to be the common denominator. So what advice can you impart on Guy's sister, Nino? Yeah, Ian, please give me your fucking <laughs> advice. I'm dying this is, to this is, this is years of therapy that Guy's going to need for this one, I think, not, not Ian's <laughs> advice. <laughs> give me your number. But Guy's give just me, a give very, me your therapist number. I think all of us know Guy's a very particular human. You know, he, He's especially, very, you know, having been single for a while, he's someone that is very in his ways. Um, you know, has his routine, has the ways he operates, and if things don't quite conform to that, it's like, fuck that shit, I'm out of it, you know? <laughs> so Ian is basically saying he learned how to settle, and you need to learn how to settle. That's not true. I'm I don't joking! Think that's I'm <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think what he's saying is you should learn to be a little flexible. Flexibility, yes. I'm flexible. Hmm. Like a wood board, <laughs> not flexible. Wood boards are flexible. So, what, so you're with um, Nicole, who we, AKA the barista, AKA Starbucks the girl. Starbucks girl. It's been three months? I think five. Five months. That's like the most serious relationship you've had in a while. Eh, no, the last one lasted five and then it stopped. The last one was five months and yeah, then- She a, was 25. That abruptly was a, ended. That was, a, that was a nightmare waiting to happen. So this one's five months, but yeah. you're happy. Yeah. But there's some 
difficulty. She's got two kids. Difficulties. Not, having two kids is not easy to navigate sometimes. Melissa, can you help him with that? Jesus Christ. It's like <laughs> okay, a fucking, to be honest, it's like a, a character <laughs> assassination on stage. <laughs> that's a really big thing. I'm on Guy's side here. Two What's kids that? is hard. It's hard because you can't just like, I it's not like it come easy. over, did the come over and stay over shit like doesn't happen yeah. because you have two kids. Yeah. So it's like, there's certain things that are not there that I'm, yeah, I'm picky. Like I want certain things and if I don't get them, I'm like, eh, whatever, fuck it. So why are you dating her then? You're I, wasting your time, no? I, I, you know what it is because it, but I also, no, this is, this is where the, you're not a flexible guy. I have to be somewhat flexible at 40 because with 40 people come with things at 40 that I have to expect whether it's they were divorced or they have kids or they have so it's like I'm trying to be fucking so you're trying to be flexible flexible. you're trying to be flexible yeah but shit's breaking (laughs) yeah (laughs) I see I see so what are you what are you gonna do what what are you gonna do you want, you, might, you want me to get married or break up like no, right now in the podcast? Just, just, I think people want to know, like, how are you going to make it work? Like, I'm, just, I'm just letting the wind catch the sail and go. Yeah. We actually, we actually <laughs> flew Starbucks <laughs> Girl here. What? Starbucks Girl's backstage right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's like, bring her out. I feel like I'm on a Maury <laughs> show. It's not a magician coming out, man. <laughs> I feel like I have to be like, well, guy, we the next guest we have. <laughs> fucking comes out of the curtain. Turning fucking Maury Povich here. <laughs> yeah. Paul, you've been married for... Fifteen. Well, I've been with my wife for fifteen almost, but fifteen years. How are you? How are you so successful in your marriage? Well, there's a, it's 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 work for it, but it's when you marry the right woman, you know, and then it's not so much work. Your first. I think is Tony here anywhere? She's right there in the second row. Hi, babe. Paul, I don't think your first words should have been like it's a lot of work, but I make a. I didn't mean work as in like hard, like bad work. I know it's what just, you meant. Was your, was your first date, you guys didn't happen to go out to eat, did you? Because there's no way date. she saw you eat and was like, she's the one. <laughs> no, but I, I, after I think, what I saw last night, I would have ran out the fucking door. Our I, first date, I drove, I, think I showed Paul's up right, I think Paul's right. I mean, like, and, and, you know, when he's saying it's work, like, I think a lot of people nowadays especially look for simplicity and easiness, especially with new relationships. You know, they'll look like, Oh, it's, it feels like it's too much work, or right off the go. And it's like it shouldn't, it shouldn't be this hard, or it shouldn't be this easy, or it should be easy, you know. And I don't think that's necessarily reality when you're talking about the success of long-term relationships. I mean, any of us, you know, you know, Melissa and I know, Paul. I mean, you know, anyone that's been in long-term relationships like that know that a significant amount of effort is required to keep things working. I mean, you know, there's lots of compromise. There's lots of, you know, adjusting things, um, you know, in your lives to kind of make everything work together. And you know, effort is definitely needs to be there or it's certainly not going to work you know well i was a bachelor for like 10 years before i met my wife so i was used to that lifestyle yeah. and uh, you were you were when i i know i remember that time you were like guy i would break up with everybody you had very zero like how very little, dare you very I, I, little flexibility none no he, flexibility. he had lived alone for so long that he was like i can't change for yeah. anybody yeah. yeah and then i was about as flexible as paul's calves <laughs> <laughs> well, that? well that's actually the main question i want to ask you is do you forgive your wife for putting tile in the kitchen and ruining your Lafitte? <laughs> well, bad case of tile. So foot. you can't get away. <laughs> you can't I get away from her now. Calf tears, um, a reoccurring callus on my foot that keeps coming back from these tile floors. So uh, I, I love my wife, but I just want her to change those floors one day. I'm hoping <laughs> she loves the floors, though. I don't think she's gonna budge. They are beautiful floors, babe. I'll give you. What that. do you think, Tony? Can we get new tiles? Man, my feet are fine. They're, I told they're, them. They're larger tiles than Fuad's. Fuad's Wait, are smaller. How, how, how tall are you? 5'9". And how, what size is your shoe? 11. No, 12. Paul, how tall are you? 
about five eight. How big's your foot? Thirteen. <laughs> There's the problem. Fucking platypus feet can't keep up with your calves. A big nose, big feet, big hands. Get the fuck out of here. Mike, you, I, I keep asking you, but we don't ever get a direct answer, but I know you've been with your girlfriend for a long time. She's right over there. Hi. Look at her hiding. Look at her hiding. Get the spotlight. Get the spotlight. <laughs> You seem very, like, always chill. I know you have, like, another side to you, but you seem very, like, chill all the time. Do you guys have, do you, do, is it work for you, or are you guys, like, just smooth sailing? No, like any relationship, we have our... The microphone. Like any, like any relationship, we have our ups and downs, but it's, we get along well. She's super supportive of me and kind of has, like, the dynamic these guys have with their very supportive. She's very supportive of the stuff that's recently started happening with me, so... It's, I told her the other day, it's like when I, people I've been with in the past, like, I don't know if you guys have been with people and like, you'll say an idea or like a thought and they shoot it down yeah. instantly. I should never shot an idea down. Mm. I don't mean that in some perverted way. Like this chat wants to go to something. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like any type of chat, any type of like idea I might have, like, oh, I want to, I want to do this or make a video about that. Or she's like, yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. But, so when you, when you say she's been su very supportive of the stuff that's happened recently, yeah. You mean like your new kind of social media popularity and like your business? Yeah, also like me transitioning from uh, doing bodyguard work and she was kind of seeing me near the tail end of that where I was like seeing how just it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. Just not because of who I was doing it for. Just my, 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 my mindset was changing and I wanted to get out of that, right? So she was very supportive of that transition. And once I started doing what I'm doing now, it was just like, she was like, yeah, why haven't you been doing this? Was she... How long, how long were you bodyguarding body while she was with, like, while you were together? Two years. Did you travel? <laughs> <laughs> did you travel a lot? Like, yeah. Did, was she okay? How did that work for you guys, like, with you traveling and bodyguarding and all that? I mean, that was, that was also a reason why I knew that she was someone I wanted to be with, because she could actually handle it, and she understood it was my job, right? So a lot of women could probably say they could handle that, but when yeah. you're gone for two months at a time and you're on tour going all over the world and dealing with what I'm dealing with. It's like, they're sitting there alone, right? So, mm -hmm. I think so it was kind of like a, like COVID hit and it was just, that was the first chance I had to be home for a concentrated amount of time for a while. That's kind of when my mind just was like, okay, I'm not going back to that shit. Cause yeah. I'd rather be here, right? So. So she's been very supportive in the businesses and all that. Yeah. Mike, what did you, you've been doing the podcast with Ian now for two months, maybe three months. You didn't know Ian very well before the podcast, right? I didn't know him at all, no. What do you think of Ian after working with him for two or three months? He's a horrible guy. Where the fuck are you going? Where are you going with this? He's asking if you think I'm gay or not. Well, yeah, but I still like it. No, he's a good dude. I mean, I had, like, me and you talked on our first, the first time we talked, and you were like, you were under the impression I didn't like you. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know where that came from. I have an idea where that came from. We won't talk about that, but... It's just like, you know, you have these preconceived notions about people. I had no notion about Ian that and I thought he was like a great bodybuilder. I told him the first time I saw him was in Montreal. Was it Montreal? Yeah, when Jerome got his pro card and I saw yeah. Ian from behind and I was like, who the fuck is that dude? I'm like, and I told Jerome, like, this guy better not be competing tomorrow. You're fucked, man. <laughs> like, there's no way you're beating that. But yeah, he's been cool as shit. Everyone's been really cool. I've known Guy for a long time too, so... Paul's all right. Paul's your, Paul's your, Paul's. <laughs> Tolerate me. Paul's your favorite, though. Oh, for sure. 
So I, Paul. I already told his wife off about the tiles earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pull well, it to the side. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll be talking about that later. <laughs> Just so you guys know, every time the podcast rolls around, Mike says to me, is Paul going to be on? Is Paul going to be That's the go-to. Oh, thank you, Mike. That means a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> what am I, chop liver? Oh, you know it's always going to be a feel-good podcast when Paul's on it, though, for sure. <laughs> like, when you go, like, you could be having a shitty day, and you go on there, and Paul says some fucking derp-ass answer, and you just can't help but, like, just laugh at him being, like, the any-man guy, you know? Like, uh, he always gets there, yeah. it, and it's so funny. Yeah. How, do you, how do you do it, Paul? Do what? How are you everybody's favorite? <laughs> I don't know. If I... Do what? Why do you like me? <laughs> do, do what? what? That's how. <laughs> That's Why how do you like me? Answer. Huh? Why do you like me? Uh... No ego. Sorry? Zero ego. Zero ego? Zero ego. You have I zero ego. Yeah, but he, we, we, we determined last night that he, he lies a little lies. bit. He does There's lie exaggeration. He does like, lie a lot. Yeah, but exaggeration is a he form does lie. of... He lies a lot. Exaggeration is just the nice word to say you're lying no, a little bit. Lying is when you make something up. I just stretch it a little that's bit. Not that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Lying is... Tell me one, tell me one full lie I've told you. What? Tell me one full lie that I've told you. I didn't say There's always lie. something truth about it. What was it last night? It was about the number. What was it last night? It was about the number of something? You're like, it's not that many. So Paul was telling Guy about the number of competitors we've had at the show. Oh, yeah. And he said, Stop. Yeah. He, he said, <laughs> Put the mic down. He said, Yeah, we, we, we had like 300 competitors for the first number of years. And I'm like, Close to 300. I was there. He, I think Stop. We did. That's not stop. <laughs> Steve, you're doing it again. Stop. Just peppers it in a little bit. I think we did 250 one year, and the rest were lower. And Paul told Guy it was 300 for like five years straight. So it's this, it's, then, not, it's not a full lie. It's like he said, it's just a stretch. Yeah, well, but guy, he said, well, that's close. And I'm like, no. Two, it's not two, even close. 250, <laughs> if you, even if it was 260, it's, you did about 250. You rounded just fucking completely up. I round up. I do like, round up, yeah. Hot, but, but it's not like, it's, it's, yeah, it's 115, it's 120. It's like, oh, it's 115, oh, it's 145. You don't round up like that. You're rounding up dramatically. Yeah, which, well, I round up to the nearest which hundred. Is, the exaggeration turn, is so bad, it turned into a lie. Again, I don't see that as a lie guy. I see that more. <laughs> I was trying to impress guy, yes. So I took the truth and I just stretched it a little. Like we, I think our highest was like 250 maybe. Is this what you tell your daughters? <laughs> well, as they get older, they'll hear more of these stories. <laughs> right now they don't, want to, they don't hear my stories too much. Tony, is the hands and feet thing true? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> Paul says the hands and feet thing mean everything. Appendages. For a guy. Appendages. What does that mean? I'll leave it up to the Sure, did you ever lie about your age? <laughs> we looked it up. What do you think? Do you ever lie about your age? Me, no, I don't lie about my age. Never. I, I, oh, I did to my wife when I first met her. <laughs> <laughs> I shaved two years off. What did he say? I lied about what did he say? When I met my wife, I lied so about wait, my your, age. So wait, your whole relationship started on a lie? <laughs> Yeah, we started, our, we started our relationship based on a lie. It was just a slight exaggeration again. See, I was 37. I, I told her I was 35. So wait, on somebody's gravestone, if it says they died in 2018, but they died in 2020, that's just an exaggeration? <laughs> like, it worked, right? I got so wait, I didn't, wait a minute. I didn't know this. You told her you were 35? Yeah, I never told you before. No. Yeah, when I first met her, I told and her And you were 38? 37 or 38. That's not that bad. No, I know. Lying right? again. He was lying again. You were definitely 38. <laughs> How old was I, babe? 37 or 38? Right. Okay. So he lied again. He lied again. I forgot. He lied. He just lied to you. She said. He said he was thirty-four. He told us he was thirty-five. He just. 
Why did you say it was 13 years you, ago? You, you need medication. It's a, it's a pro- <laughs> you have a fucking problem. All right, can we go back? How do you do it? I need to know what your secret is. I get baked a lot. You're stoned all the time, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Melissa, you're good at breaking people down. What do you think Paul's secret is? You mean my lies? Or my, sorry, my exaggerations. Psycho, psychoanalyze Paul for us. Not, yeah. not your lies. My exaggerations. No, just stop talking. <laughs> so why, you're saying why do people like him? Why does everybody love Paul? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with the ego thing. Right? Yes. And yeah. he's a very, very caring person. He's extremely relatable. <laughs> his face. Keep going. <laughs> I'm getting an ego now. He's soaking it up. <laughs> I'm growing one now. Tell me more. No, but even when you said, I feel like you don't have an ego, and Paul said, I think I need more of it. Like, that's... Wait, you said you think you need more did. ego? I probably could benefit from a bit why of ego. Why did you say that, though? Like, why do you uh, think that? I don't have confidence myself enough. I know why you're saying that. Why? Because you tore your calf Paul, walking on top. Paul, that's, well, that Paul, didn't Paul sometimes will not speak his mind to be the diplomatic one. Yeah. And I think that's maybe why me and him are so close friends, because I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, sometimes I speak my mind too much instead of being diplomatic. So we kind of, like, the yin and yang kind of thing. Do you feel like you end up, like, bossing him around, though? No, because he'll tell me to fuck off. Okay, so he will. Food yeah, he's not a... Who is one person I will tell the fuck off? Okay. He's not a child. He's no, like, <laughs> sorry, I don't... I'm not no, trying no, no, to offend okay, you. Yeah. You literally yeah. said he won't, like, speak no, up for himself. No, I don't mean with me. I mean, like, I don't know whether... It be I'll avoid people. confrontation a lot. Yeah, oh, oh, confrontation with other people. I think we're so You're comfortable. You're comfortable. You love each other. Yeah, we're comfortable yeah. enough that he can be like, hey, man, I don't like that or well, people that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. I get into more, uh, what do you want to call it? Like, not arguments, but disagreements, maybe. Truth, um, honesty. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but people I don't know, yeah, I tend to avoid confrontation with. Okay. But plus, I'm conscious of it, too. Like, I know he won't say anything, sometimes even if it bothers him, so I won't go too far. Yeah. Because I'm conscious that he might not tell me even if he is yeah. upset. Yeah, no, I get that. Like what? Huh? Like what? Well, I said to you last night, we were, we were joking around at dinner, and then we left, and I said to the guy, I said, you think we fucking pick on Paul too much? <laughs> oh, I we don't were... care. And what did I say? And he said, no. no, I don't think Paul cares. No, I don't care. But I was like thinking of it for you. Oh, I appreciate that food, but no, I'm good. <laughs> I got things good. Can you, wait. See, that's it right there. He just, oh, I appreciate it. <laughs> it's those little. Do you think he's like Courtney, though? Yeah. Wait, explain, yeah. Ex- wait, explain to them about the, me ordering my food last night, because that fucking killed me. About. You, oh, how the, you broke down what I ordered versus what he ordered oh, versus so Paul versus, versus the me. order in which we ordered, which why he ordered what he ordered. So Paul ordered a, a, a Philly beef dip, right? I, I need some calories. I'm yeah, hungry. Paul ordered a... <laughs> he's going to justify fucking everything. Shut up! <laughs> he ordered a Philly beef dip, and the waiter is going around the circle, and he gets to Guy, and Guy order, And, you know, Paul respects Guy as a professional bodybuilder, obviously, so... He gets the guy, and guy orders uh, Caesar with a chicken breast. Just just a salad with a chicken breast on top or something like that. So all I see is, and Paul's sitting next to me, and I'm kind of like listening a little bit, and he's like, guy, that's all you're going to eat? And guy's like, yeah, this is how I eat. And Paul's like, kind of like, you can see the gears turning, like, well, fuck, I ordered this gross shit. And guy's eating a real bodybuilding meal. That must mean I'm gross, and guy's more disciplined. So he's like questioning him. He's like, really? That's all you eat all the time? And the guy's like, yeah, this is how I eat. <laughs> I can see him I, feeling, I, he's feeling worse and worse about himself. <laughs> I feel like I'm a slob and I have no discipline or something when I, when that so happens. I told, so I told, I told Guy, I said, 
if the waiter would have gone to you first, Paul's order would have been. Different. I was not going to order a chicken breast and salad anyway. I would order something a little cleaner, but it wasn't going to be a chicken breast and lettuce. Foo, do you ever get that food guilt around people with their orders, or no? You don't get that. No, I don't give a shit. Oh. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna eat, something, you're just gonna fucking eat it. Yeah, if I'm gonna eat something gross, I eat something gross. But Paul is very influenced by the other people at the table. Sure. Yeah. So if the waiter would have went to Guy first and ordered the chicken salad, Paul would have ordered something clean because he would have felt guilty about. Guy's order. Yeah, I would have got some carbs with that, but I would have got like chicken and rice probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I influenced you like that. Mike, do you care at all? <laughs> Zero. Not even a little. Your food, your food discipline days are over. Yeah, whatever, I, whatever I want to eat, I'm going to get. I don't care what other people are eating. So. Ian, so you're never going to be like reckless. No, but like how far and few between I do it, if at that point I'm going to eat it, I'm, I don't give a fuck what other people are eating. Are you really conscious of your health? Uh, in what regard? I'm a professional bodybuilder, so that's a hard question to answer. Well, professional body... <laughs> wait, we all know professional bodybuilding is not the most, the healthiest thing in the world, right? Not, no. So, I mean, like, let's say when you retire. Sure. Is your health paramount, or is relaxing first, or No, is... no, like, I, I, I want to live as long as I can within the confines of what I've already done to myself through bodybuilding. So I think that too, right? But yeah. putting it in practice and like living that and thinking that are two different things. Sure. So like, are you going to be, do you think, do you think you'll be when you're done? Do you think you'll be conscious enough to be like, I did this, I want to make sure I can live this long and then actually live that way? Yeah, and I think, you know, especially, you know, one thing with me is my, I'm not a foodie by any means. So mm. like, you know, a post, maybe it'll change after when I'm not so, you know, driven around food as a tool. Um, but like, I don't have any bone in me that wants to like go eat garbage all the time and you know, anything like that. Like for me to downsize and lose that weight after post bodybuilding and, and definitely, you know, be calorically restricted and stay healthy will not be difficult for me, I don't think. No. Will you use Ozempic? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Mike, it's working, you were wrong. Huh? It's working. You were wrong. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> if you're anything like me, you can fight past that nausea. Keep eating. <laughs> he certainly can. It's no match for this appetite. Eat anyway. So that's so, Paul. How do you, Paul? You're the oldest in the group. Yep. Is your health? Do you? I don't feel like you ever really like. Well, I had diverticulitis two weeks ago. You did not have diverticulitis to whatever the <laughs> fuck it's called. I was called. diagnosed with it. You did not have it. I had it. The doctor said, I think you might. Based on your symptoms. It went away like a day later. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Um, <laughs> long battle of diverticulitis. Wait. Just so you guys know. Just so you, I give you a synopsis of Paul's medical health. Paul thinks he had COVID five months before COVID was announced. It was November 2019, I had pneumonia. <laughs> it doesn't add up that it wasn't COVID. <laughs> you had pneumonia, you did not have COVID. <laughs> it was exact same symptoms as COVID. It's called the flu. <laughs> I was sick for like this eight weeks. This is how back. Paul gets you yesterday. He was like, hey, hey, guy, guy did, I, did I tell you I tore my calf? I was like, you tore your calf? He's like, yeah, yeah, you remember the tile? I'm like, it's really torn. He's like, yeah, yeah, tore it. It's right here. It's right here. It's right here. It's right here. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you can kind of see it. Like, from, and, I'm, he's show, and I'm like, it's really torn. So then, like, after like 30 minutes, we're walking, and he's fucking walking like this. <laughs> and I'm like, from a fucking tile floor? You're, I'm like, it's that bad? And he's like, yeah. And I go, so you got it, like, checked out. Like, it's actually torn? He's like, no, 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 no. We're not even checked out. 
I'm like, no. so you don't know if it's Thornton? He's like, well, well, no, but it is. And I'm like, tell me a second. Well, what else could it be? <laughs> you could just be a pussy. No, I'm not a pussy. I'm tough. I, I don't know what it is. I, every time I take a step, self, self-diagnosed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying is, it could, it could be, it could be pulled. You could have strained it. A pull is a tear. <laughs> a pull, actually, a pull is a tear. Yeah, it's, it's a little. It's, it's a little. Why don't you just get right. house shoes, Paul? But a, a pull, and it's, it's if you pulled your cab and you tore your yeah, cab, it's, it's great. It's a very big today. difference. <laughs> Oh my God, Paul! You're in pre- compression socks. He's compression, compression socks. socks yeah, because I'm gonna get him a pair of Crocs let me for see, Christmas. Let me see your compression socks. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? A best? You got to get a totally. pair of these. <laughs> He's ready for a nice flight. <laughs> can you get up and just wait? Are you walking? You can get compression can, leggings. Are you can walking? You do a okay? walk? Can you walk? Are you walking okay today? Quick little walk. Yeah, sure. I got a limp though. <laughs> give us a give us a front relaxed. This is for protection. <laughs> <laughs> it makes my cat feel no, much better. You have to stay like that for the rest of the day. Oh, I gotta stand with no. those pants. It's a good look like for you, Paul. <laughs> it's for protection. <laughs> it keeps it tight. But how, like, I, I just don't understand how you think walking on on a hard floor tore the calf. Because I got this callus on my toe from these hardwood from these tile floors that yeah, keeps so coming like back. Socks on, man. I wear socks and slippers. It doesn't no. matter. And um, just walk three feet. You're soaking wet. Yeah, well, it's a little warm up here, these lights. And there's no way this could be from training or something else that no, you do for daily? So, no, because I, I, I get this thing taken off my foot like every couple of months. <laughs> I go to the foot doctor, she shaves it off. And she agrees with me, it's from the tile floors. So when it comes back, I have to change the way I walk because it gets very painful to step on it. So I change the way I walk, and then it's led to a calf tear because my gait is off. Now. But Ian, what does that have to do with the tile floors? That's what caused the callus on my no, foot. No, you... Oh, that's he the thinks root. The tile that's the, the root, Melissa. Exactly. The tile yeah. the ne- no, no, that's the yes. nexus as to your. No, that's yeah. the root. That's what about it. like hardwood floors? Are those okay? Yeah, because yeah, they don't have them. Though my wife changed the floors in our kitchen a couple years ago, and that's when the problem started. That's it's when all the your fault, Tony. Started. Yeah, it is. Swear to God. Stop going to the kitchen in midnight. The cookies to get at cookies. midnight. I know. That's if I could avoid that, I probably wouldn't have the problem. Wait a second. A pull is a tear, correct? Yeah, a low degree. When, when, I, when, I, when you hear, oh, I pulled something, you think you can still train it. When you tear something, you're like, oh, you can't train that. A, True or false? A pull is a tear, though. <sighs> he wants us to team up on Paul here, but I'm not falling for it. I'm not teaming up, but I, would just, I wouldn't. Fucking Ian, I Ian ruined it. I, I wouldn't call a pull a tear. <laughs> if I tore, when, when, when you tore Wait your, a second. We have a, wait, wait, wait. We, have, wait, a, wait, we wait. have a guru here. Hold on. When you tore, hold on. Mike. When you tore your hamstring... Did you say I pulled it or I tore it? No, but that's a third degree tear. It's different. Paul, take that. Paul, you want a fan? Yeah, please. <laughs> Mike, is a pull a tear? You're my boy, Paul. Huh? Thank you, Mike. Is, is, a pull, is a pull a tear? What did, what did uh, nice. Paul say? That's nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a little tear. See? Okay, a little tear. Well, yeah, I didn't say a low degree. It's still a tear. Uh, not enough to limp. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you got to spring off on your toes when you walk. <laughs> you just sit there and hold that <laughs> I was going to sit here like this, yeah. You got to get them those Skechers shoes that, like, round off every time. Yeah, that, yeah like, 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 toe <laughs> like iron sheets. That springs, like that. that springs them up when he walks. Just rocks them right out of there. Perfect, actually. No toe pressure. Yeah. <laughs> Melissa, what do you think of everybody on the podcast? You sit in the background a lot. I know you can hear us on, when Ian's on. Sometimes you join in, sometimes you don't, but you've heard all of our conversations. And you, you analyze a lot. So I'm curious what you think of everybody on the podcast. That's not putting her on the spot. <laughs> I, want to, I want to put her on the spot. That's like a massive question. I don't know. <laughs> we don't need to like, well, analyze start, everyone start individually. Start one by one. No. Oh, okay. 
I mean, you guys as a group is, um, the group is very like heartwarming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when I come and we're in person together and I see you guys like joke with each other and how much you love each other, but make fun of each other. It like, sometimes my like eyes tear up because it's actually so nice. And I think that's why the podcast is so successful. I think there's a lot of ego on the podcast, which is why sometimes I'll be like woken out of a dead sleep from like fucking screaming in the kitchen. <laughs> me, me, me and Ian have had a couple wars. Yeah, I mean, this one too. Yeah, Ian, uh, yeah, guy went off. <laughs> guy went off about the 212. The 212 class. We all, we all think it should be abolished. Who thinks the 212 class should be abolished? Oh, not too many, guy. Not too many. How many? Oh, the people that are clapping, clap if you're a pro. <laughs> How rude are you? That's the ego. Only clap the if ego. your guy's opinion still matters. Clap if That's you the want ego to you're talking about. Fuck. Clap if you want to be a real pro, not a 212 pro. You just, <laughs> you just demonstrated exactly what she said. Handicap just, class. No, I'm, ex I'm just exaggerating a point. <laughs> okay, but also, despite all that and like the reactions, you guys still can like move on and love each other and see beyond that bullshit. So I think that's why everyone loves it so much. It wouldn't be the same without those arguments. It wouldn't, it wouldn't think, have the same dynamic. I think that's the best part. Me and Ian have had, like, you guys don't know this, but there was one podcast, I think, where it was like four hours long yeah. or three hours. We cut out like two full hours. Yeah, it was like three hours and 45 minutes and I cut like an hour and 15 minute argument out of it. We had to sit and have like a 10 minute cool down. Yeah. We actually like in silence. Stopped. Justin's we like, stop talking. Okay, everybody. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then even after we able, we were able to finish the podcast. I text him or he texts me. I can't remember who texts who first, but we're like, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry. That got out of hand. Blah blah." And then we just moved on from it. Yeah. So it's like it's cool. Like Melissa said, that we're able to like, you know, me and Guy have had arguments. Uh, I blocked Paul once from my Instagram. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I didn't know for about two months though. <laughs> This motherfucker, every time I posted something, he would come on and troll me. Yeah. I'm like, you're my best friend. Why are you fucking trolling me on my own page? <laughs> they were funny, though, Fuad. They were I funny. Did, they I were dropped, funny. <laughs> I dropped, like, a gay or so something I, like that in the comment field for whenever he put, like, a, a post. Oh, no, like, listen, I would, I, would put, I would put, like, a picture of me and my wife and something, like, really sweet underneath. And all I'd see is Paul, and it would say, gay. <laughs> <laughs> or then I'd put, you're gay on the next one. <laughs> Or super gay. Yeah. Super so I blocked gay. him. But anyway, the point is, I've had arguments with, I haven't had a chance to have an argument with Mike. I don't think I want to have an argument with Mike, but <laughs> I've had arguments with everybody here, and it's like, I think that's the best part, is we can argue and just like, just say sorry after and keep shooting the shit. I think a lot of times people argue and it, it gets really shitty and nasty and yeah, you lose friendships yeah. and to, instead of just trying to like understand each other. So, but I, I do... The thing is, I do recognize the ego thing, right? And I think it's tough with, like, these personalities, because we're all pro bodybuilders at one point. I had our own, like, so, but I recognize it, and I try and take a step back. I don't think it's as big of a deal as everyone thinks it is, as long as you're able, once you're, like, chilled out, to recognize what it was. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas a lot of people can't, like, the ego is always going to be the loudest voice, and then even after the fight, that's why they won't make up, because they're like, well, I'm still fucking right, fuck you. That's the, I said that to somebody yesterday about someone else. That's the biggest thing. It's like, 
If your ego is so big that even when you're wrong, you think you're right, or you can't recognize that you might have been wrong, that's the biggest fucking problem. Yeah. That's the biggest fucking problem. It's yeah, like, no, you'll never have good relationships. It's yeah. impossible to be close with someone that's like that. It's, yeah, it's yeah. sad, to be honest. Uh, so we're going to do like half an hour of questions. I have a runner here, Ryan, is going to run around and kind of uh, pick up any questions uh, from anybody who has any. So does anybody want to start off the Q&A portion? Right here in the front, Ryan. Hi, Fahad, thank you so much. I don't have a question. I just bring a small gift for you. I have been, uh, in my journey, I lost 165 pounds. Wow. You are part of my journey. And uh, I just, I'm an Arab. So, uh, I, I wrote drugs. your name in, uh, in Arabic calligraphy because, you know, we are Arab. So come, on up, come, on, come on up here, brother. Just come around. So, I just want to... Give him a round of applause, guys. 160 pounds. So every time you talk about food, I said, I'm going to come here and motivate you. Wow. I wish you guys could see this. You guys probably can't tell on the camera, but this is a, the most insane transformation I've seen. You guys check this out. Look at that. Yeah. So this is okay. five years. I have been watching you for three years. You inspire me, RBP. RBP. It's motivated me a lot, so that's for you. Thank that's you. your name in Arabic calligraphy. Is it? Thank you so much. Yeah, man. you're welcome. Yeah, put your phone down. Thank you. So uh, I don't have a question. I just want to say, keep what are you doing? You do an amazing job. You motivate us. Like even the bro chat, it's like align with our journey, our life. I started when when you talk about like relationships in the future, uh, in the in the past. The first yeah. RBP. Yeah. I'm so proud to see you. Thank you so much. Thank you so and much, brother. I appreciate you're it. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very Thanks much, man. I appreciate this. Thank you. Thank you. It's incredible. Oh, that's fucking nice. Wow. Uh, yeah, we don't, you know, it's, I just want to say quickly a thank you for that, but I don't think we realize sometimes, like, we get these emails from time to time, like all of us get them separately, and I don't think we realize sometimes kind of the impact we're having. So, you know, we really appreciate it when you guys tell us these kind of stories or, or let us know that like if you're having a bad day, we cheer you up or we help you get through tough things like breakups or sicknesses or whatever. So thank you guys for sharing those experiences with us. Um, is there another question? Nobody? Don't be shy. Come on, right here in the front. What is the craziest prep concoction you've come up with? Say like cucumbers with Splenda, that kind of thing. Mine was, uh, I tried to make like meatloaf with oatmeal and ground beef in the oven and it was disgusting. <laughs> I did an entire prep where all I ate was white fish and I baked natural peanut butter on it and that's all I ate every meal. Peanut butter and white fish. Yeah. And so I would bake, I would bake the peanut butter onto the fish. Oh, yeah. would it like, Crustify? Kind of like crust a little bit, yeah. Oh, I kind of like that. Actually, sounds good though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I made, I made oatmeal, and then I made ground beef, and then I put both in like a muffin—not a muffin pan, but like a cake pan. Like a casserole. Yeah, like a casserole, and I mixed them all, and I put it in the oven. Yeah. And then I thought if I put ketchup on it, it would be good. 
How hard is dieting for you? I, I like to experiment with different things, guy. <laughs> Anybody else before we go to the next question? Mike, you ever have trouble dieting? No, I've been pretty good. When you were when you were a professional bodybuilder, did you were you like Ian? You had no trouble. I mean, I was like you when I was prepping, but like. Did you ever try and create different things, or were you just like, I'm going to eat my chicken and rice, I don't care about anything else? No, I just had an unhealthy obsession with gum. Like, oh, really? Unhealthy. Like, what, a pack or two a day kind of thing? Like, the whole, like, the pack that fits in your cup holder. I just <laughs> dumped that in my mouth at once. Really? And I just spit it out the window as I'm driving. <laughs> oh, so you would just... <laughs> like, you chew just... a bunch and then spit them because I feel bad and put fresh ones in? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so you're it, getting, it, like... It wasn't healthy. So you're getting, like, 400 calories a day just in gum. <laughs> yeah. Sugar alcohol. Yeah. Melissa, you're a foodie. Anything, anything wild? Not wild, but I used to like, I would have sweet potato and I would make brownies with them. Like I went crazy. You Ooh. know what I mean? Brownies with sweet or, potatoes. Or like Courtney and I have made rice and egg white pancakes. So you like blend cooked rice with egg whites and then yeah. fry it and it's actually delicious. I could try that. Yeah, it's not weird what I would do, but I mean, I for sure would take the little, the little food I had and well, not everything, make it taste well or taste good, yeah. Not everything I did was weird. I used to do, like I'd bake my chicken in the, or grill my chicken, and then I would do mustard, uh, and I would put Splenda in my mustard, so I kind of had like a honey mustard with my chicken. I still do that. I mean, I make my own salad dressing to this day because like I don't... Do you? Nope. What do you do? Like olive oil, vinegar? No, I do honey mustard, coconut aminos, and apple cider vinegar, and it's delicious. Ooh. And I know exactly what I'm eating, you know what I mean? And it's like no Have calories. Have you thought about doing a cookbook? Um, yeah, I've thought about it. I mean, Courtney was going to, and then nothing ever came of it, but she's the one that has all the Does really good-tasting, healthy recipes. Recipes and stuff? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Ian, I'm not going to ask you. Paul? I, I need, need my spinning. one already. Anything, you ever make anything interesting or? Early you, on when tell I. Tell them about your, please tell them about your cheat meal. The you cheese, know the one. Bread and cheese. Tell them. I don't do that anymore. Because it's, it's just, it's just sloppy. I don't do it anymore. It, it doesn't matter. I know you don't do it, it anymore, but you did it, it, it. I would call it a grilled cheese peel. <laughs> you make a stack of grilled cheeses, basically. They just peel one layer off peel. at a time and eat them. Tell, I used tell, to do that a long time tell ago. Tell them step by step how you I prepare. would stack up like half a loaf of bread or whatever and... Sometimes I would toast, sometimes I wouldn't. I'd just put a slice of cheese between each slice, melt them all, and then just strip them off. Does just, that no. sound appetizing to you now? No. no. Oh, my okay. God, it sounds just, delicious just, to me. I'm just checking. Yeah, no, but I'm three weeks really out. That sounds what? fucking awesome to me. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. How does that not sound delicious? It's grilled cheese. I mean, is it? Well. Sometimes he toasts the bread, sometimes he doesn't. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, this is a long time ago. Sometimes it's just cheese and bread. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. plain bread and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> this is when I was really young, though, and um, I don't know. I used to be a lot more disciplined than I am now. Um, so I would diet really hard, and then I would, like, you know, I'd want to cheat, but back then I wouldn't go to the, you know, fast food restaurant. I would just make it at home. Well, so you no, thought I 300 grams of just fat was okay? Sorry? You just thought 300 grams of fat and carbs. Yeah, come on, cheese, man. Yeah. You guys, I can't believe, you know, why are you guys always so perfect? If I'm going to have that much bread and it's cheese, I'm going to order a fucking about, pizza, think not about, stack it up in the in the. No, in you, the get real, you get really like, like weird that, cravings that, I'm not when, you're, yeah. when you but diet think for about, a long time. think about the, just like section eight pizza. Listen to me. Think about how deprived you have to be to be like, you know what? I'm going to grill this entire, I'm going to toast this entire loaf of bread. And I'm going to put one slice of cheese in between each slice 
until it's all melted. And then I'm going to peel them off one by one and eat the whole bag. You know who thinks like that? Uh, it's incredible. Serial killers. No, I think it's... Hungry bodybuilders. I think bodybuilders. it's a good illustration of You know what of I what? think of... You know what, guy? If you take the big piece of bread, we put cheese on it with some tomato sauce, <laughs> and you slide it into a Such brick a oven, and you pull it out, and guess what you got? Yeah. A pizza. And you know what I did? I didn't do a fucking thing in my house. Oh, don't, he doesn't appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. I know you would foot. This is back when I was like 20, though. Like now I order tower. pizza. Yeah. Tower. Yeah, that's what it is, basically. Cheese a tower, tower of cheese, yeah. Cheese tower. That's yeah. what we should call it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you have ketchup to dip it in, you know. Oh, God, that's even worse. <laughs> you just killed the whole thing now. Dip it is in. there any other questions, guys? Right here up front. Um, this might sound like a dumb question, maybe, but Guy, I know you're obviously a big 212 guy. I was wondering why 212 would be a weight cap and not just a height cap if it's made for the shorter guys. Uh, that's, I, I agree with you. I have no idea. Great that's question. That's a great question. Yeah, but Guy agrees with that. I, 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 yeah, I mean, like... He would be fine it, with a, weight, a height cap. Like, most guys in the 212 are about five... five. No, but usually no, about five, six and below. Because, you know, like I was five, five and a half. Um, yeah, flex. but wait a minute. That kind of kills your argument because Nick Walker is like five, six. No, you Nick can just do the five, open. Seven. Huh? Nick's five, seven. Yeah, but like, okay, Derek Lunsford's five, six. So five, five. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you'd have to make it like yeah, low yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah. But I agree. I mean, it's just like the guys that are shorter don't have, like, there's not a lot of guys that are like a Derek that are that short and that, that have clavicles that wide. Like, you know, Sean is impressive, but he's not super wide. Weird. Right, the whole top I, three at the Olympia was guys that were five, six or shorter. Huh? Yeah, but they're wide. They're wide. They have wide clavicles. Hottie has wide clavicles. Derek has wide clavicles. Nick has wide clavicles. Not a lot of shorter bodybuilders have wide clavicles like that. So that's you make where, it a clavicle width cutoff. Then stop. It's not, it's not the not forty the, inch shoulders. Or this less. is not the venue for a forty-five minute argument. Well, Don't it's, it's leave where it. it's how you fill out the frame. Leave though. it. Okay. I agreed with them. This, <laughs> okay, uh, one suggestion for the gentleman that just asked the question, and I, I hate to put you on the spot, but Melissa corrected me earlier because you were in the hostile room uh, asking, for, asking for advice, kind of, and I don't know if I approached it properly, but Melissa said to me, you should have told him to be more open to taking advice. Because I didn't. I was trying to give you advice, but... I wasn't getting through to you. So in the future, if you're asking somebody who's like been there, done that, you know, me, Ian, Guy, Paul, whoever, uh, Mike, maybe try and take a minute to consider what they're saying before you say, I can't or I don't think. Cool? Cool. Uh, Ryan, you had another question in the middle there? I wanted to ask, um What's the most amount of food you ate after a show, and then what was it? This is, this is all me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I put on, after my first show, my first show ever, yeah, the first show is always the worst. My first show, I put on 50 pounds the first week after my show. I did 30 in three days after my first show. Yeah, that was like the same. Yeah. yeah. I ate like Burger King and McDonald's six meals a day for almost a week. Straight. Can I tell you how disgusting I, this is how disgusting I was. It was like a pregnant woman. I was like, I remember at one point, I think one or two days after the show, looking at the coffee table, and there was like a bag of chips, a shrimp ring, a brick of cheese, and some ice cream. And, I'm look, and I literally looked at him like, what the fuck am I doing? 
and I just, it didn't matter. I was just sampling from like each, yeah. It just, it got really out of control. But as the shows went on, you start to learn that you are gonna be allowed to eat again and you can like not destroy your health yeah. in three days. So, I mean, look, honestly, not to get serious at a funny moment, but like probably the most damage you will ever do health-wise is within that one week range before and after a show. Because before a show, you're, you could be extremely dehydrated, more so after the show when you are still dehydrated and you start shoving a bunch of pizza and salt and all this stuff down your throat and your body's not really prepared for it, that could probably wreak havoc on your health. So after the show tonight, guys, those of you who are here competing, try and take it easy a little bit for the first week after until you, you kind of start to acclimate back to normal. Uh, anybody else, any crazy post-show? Mike, you're a big eater. I can match Ian's 30 pounds in like three days. You match the 30 pounds? Yeah, mine was like 30 pounds in three days, but I, I just counted the whole week. I just kept going. Yeah, Mine was predominantly donuts and pizza. Your what? Donuts and pizza, completely. Donuts and pizza, that's it. Nothing else. <laughs> I, I like justified mine the first few days, like because I start to look good, you know. Yeah. Like that's I look how I big did. and full. I'm like, fuck yeah, this is it. Like this is <laughs> I'm making progress. Yeah. And then by like seven, ten days, it starts to just look like mush, and I like gout in my ankles and shit. And I was like, this was a mistake, you know. After my first show, I actually looked like I didn't compete the next day. It was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, not a line on me. Oh, you didn't get any like of the benefit. You just got fat right away. I, well, because it was the only thing that was open because it was in West Virginia was McDonald's. Perfect. No, but I blew, bro, blew. I, in fact, when I dieted back then, it was very different. So I blew the fuck up. Like, uh, blew, like I think it was about 20 pounds in that did night. Did you do heavy diuretics? Is that why? No, believe it or not, I did none. Yeah, it's weird. If you did none, none, I and I blew up. To, I actually have a picture of because it was my grandfather's surprise, eight, uh, 70th birthday the next day, yeah. and I looked like I never even fucking stepped on stage. Holy I was fuck. that disgusting. Melissa, you're, I know it's harder for women the fluctuation with weight and diet and like rebounding and all that. Did you ever ha have like a crazy rebound, or you try and stay pretty cautious post show? Okay, so my issue when I competed was my cheat meals. I would go crazy because I knew I only had one night and then it was back on diet. Jeez. We're seeing eye to eye here. Yeah, so I mean, there was one all you can eat sushi that I couldn't even stand up straight. I got out of the booth and I was like <laughs> walking out because my stomach was so much pain. Um, and then after the Arnold in 2019, I rebounded, I mean, I don't even know how, how many, 60 pounds, but that, that was over a long period of time and it was because I was probably in a very deep depression. Can I depression. ask you about your binges? Do you yeah. ever, I eat so much that you find if you like lay on your side, you can keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you eat laying down? So I'll start seated, but like as I get more and more full, breathe, so you lay yeah, down. I kind of like lean over a little bit and then I'm like I'm more comfortable so I can I like. gotta get Summer's number to, to be like, hey, can you text me these photos? <laughs> Listen, I love food, man. I can't, it's, it's my upbringing. It's the, it's the, air, on your it's side. the Arab. There's always food in the fridge. You know, my mom would make dinner and we would eat dinner and then I'd come back two hours later because my, when my mom made dinner, it was for five, like me and four other yeah. siblings. It was just mass amounts of food in the house at all times. So you'd come back at like, you'd eat dinner at like six, you'd go hang out with your friends, you'd come back at 10 o'clock and it'd be time for bed and I'd be like, I'm hungry. My mom would be like, go make a plate. 
So I'd go to the fridge and make a massive plate, just like dinner again, and I'd have another dinner. That's just culture. There was just always food. And, any, and me and Paul talked about this. Any main events or any type of events at our house always had to do with food. So it just carried over. Hey, how do you guys like the... Have you guys heard of the Meatballs and Hummus podcast? What? What? <laughs> Don't bite. <laughs> Don't bite on it. No. <laughs> have thing. you heard of the Meatballs and Hummus? No. You don't know about it? No. You don't know about Meatballs and Hummus? Who knows about Meatballs and Hummus? <laughs> there, you ah, go. there you go. <laughs> you for real don't know? I've heard you mention it, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's RBP so after, after hours. So after you guys... After RBP you, after hours. Oh. You guys were talking about this after the show, After yeah. you guys leave... Me and Paul hang out and we keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> last time Paul was like, remember last time Paul was like, I thought they would never leave. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to call that portion of the show Meatballs and Hummus. Good name. That's right? cute. Yeah. yeah. So you guys like the Meatballs and Hummus portion. All right. Sweet. Um, I wouldn't listen. I don't want to do it just me and him, but you guys always have to go. So like you're in a rush to leave. So I'm like, yeah, we'll just stay and talk for... 20 minutes. Nice conversations, Foot. Yeah, nice conversation. Yeah. It's always a nice conversation. You guys hang out all day. Yeah, but we spent a different time, amount of time together. <laughs> <laughs> so you're agreeing with me? Yeah, yeah, I am agreeing so with you. Are the you point is, is that you guys still have that much shit to talk about yeah, okay. after being together all fucking day? There's always something to discuss, Foot and I. Yeah, your bullshit, your, your lies. <laughs> weeding, weeding through the bullshit. I think, guy, guy, you seem jealous. I still love you, don't worry. You can come on. You can come on. We'll call it, you're part of the meatballs. Yeah. You're Italian. You can be part of the meatballs. Spaghetti, meatballs, and hummus. That's Spaghetti, we'll meatballs, it. and hummus. How does that even go together? But you're both Italian. He's, he's Arabic. Yeah, but where does the hummus It's not about it going together, Arabic. retard. I'm Arab, so it's Don't hummus. Don't use the R word. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm hummus. Who are you saying sorry to? The crowd. Oh. Because um, Flip would always make fun of Italian food, because I'm Italian. He'd say it's all like the same shit. It is all the different same shit. I'm sorry if there's any Italians in the audience, but... It's just one fucking noodle, and they make it a bunch of different shapes. It's not... It's the way it holds the sauce. It's, it's different not different. Um, Spaghetti and fettuccine is and linguine is all the same. Gnocchi? It's all the same. Pizza? That's not a noodle. You're, so you're naming one food, at, one food group at a Listen, you took menu. one noodle, and you shaped it nine different ways. You you're like took beans and mashed it up and said, exactly, look what I did. Exactly, beans. guy. It's they different take... beans, though. <laughs> no. They fucking do. It's different noodles. No, Shut it's up. the <laughs> same noodle. No, 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 no. It's the same ingredients. Gnocchi is not the same noodle. Gnocchi, it's not a noodle. It's a, still be still considered a pasta. No, it's stuffed. It's still a fucking bean, It's not stuffed. Hummus. Like manicotti. It's, it's a potato. It's a, it's a bean. Gnocchi's not a bean. Hummus is. Chickpeas. What are you talking? Okay. Chickpeas. Let's start over. Let's start over. It's a little bean kind of. Let's start over. Let's start over. Penne, spaghetti, fettuccine, linguine, tortellini. What is the fucking... What are you... Is this, is what this, is this the, a Forrest Gump episode? What is the difference other than the shape? Those? Yes. Nothing. Okay. That's it. I rest my case. Okay. Wait, what Next does that question. Do with the, what does that do, do, okay, flavors, flavors of hummus. There's only one. Not in my stores. There's a lot of hummus. There are flavors. No, but there's... It, it's all just We don't make beans. a different dish out of just a mashed... No, you chickpea. Do. Okay. It's just a but you at We don't call it different things. It's, it's well, hummus with red pepper. It's not called something totally different. It's, the name just is defined by the shape. But that's ridiculous. B 
because you didn't think of it? No, because it doesn't taste any different. Why just make one noodle? Because then everybody would think it's the same thing. It is the same thing. <laughs> but the noodle's different because it's got different textures. It's the same taste. But different texture. It's when made you cook from it. the same ingredients. <laughs> different texture. You're making no sense. Ra is, wait, does, does, does toasted rye bread and toasted white bread, does it have the same texture? They're different ingredients. Yeah. But it's still bread. It's not, it's different ingredient bread. If you look on the back of all bread, okay. it says whole, whole wait, wait, wait. flour if or I eat, white wheat if, flour. I eat, if I eat whole wheat spaghetti or white spaghetti, it's two different things. That's whole wheat bread and white bread. You're not saying, you're saying something different. Spaghetti is, the, is talking about the fucking, the, the, the Okay, let's move the on to the shape Sorry, of the noodle. <laughs> yeah, it's the shape the of the shape noodle. The shape of how it holds yes. the sauce. All right, we're going to take, we're going to take one more question. We'll take one or two more questions. Anybody else? Yes. Is, is that Paul's Coke Zero on the table there? Yes, it is. Uh, if, if you had a workout earlier today, would you drink a regular Coke instead? <laughs> Post-workout, I absolutely would, yes. Post-workout Coke. Because <laughs> at that point, my body could use those sugars. Such a <laughs> Just to justify the sugar content. <laughs> Great question. Okay. <laughs> we can do one more. Anybody else? Last one. Make it good. Last one. And not a good one. There's a lot of like talent in coaching right now with uh, with Jansen and Ben and uh, Sarchev and all those guys. And I was just wondering, uh, who do you think the uh, the most accomplished like modern coach is? Hani. 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 There's no doubt. No doubt. Not even a not Hani even a comparison. Hani has 22 Mr. Olympias under his belt. Hani has also. That's 22 Mr. Olympias holding a roster of like 10 or less at all times too. Yeah. It's not like he has a roster of 100 people. You know. And. Um, Hani has shown the greatest looks. Some other than Ronnie Coleman, probably the greatest looks we've ever seen on stage. Because yeah. if you look at the best Jay, that was with Hani. If you look at Phil, if you look at Chris, yep. if you look at uh, what's uh, the female figure competitor that he the, the blonde hair, Nicole Wilkins, Jeremy Buendia, uh, Jeremy Buendia, like the list goes on and on and on, and. Um, he has a different way about him than other coaches. He just has the ability to peak guys that is just at a very different level. I mean, if you look at the, like, the peaks of Phil or these guys that cement hard, crisp look, it's, you know, guys can make bits of both, but nobody can quite pull it together like he. We, we saw with Christopher this year a massive change in the way he looked. And in terms of what Hani did differently, it was very minute and it honestly came down to the last week. But I also think Hani has a very special ability to mentally dial people in. And that is not something that I've seen in any other coach. And I mean, my brother is a very mentally strong, stable man. Like there's no, he, you wouldn't even say that he needed help with the mental aspect, but I would say with Hani, what he did with Christopher was 80% mentality. Listen, I, I, for what it's worth, I worked with like five different coaches and they were all at the top. And Hani was, you know, me and John were very good friends and it was like mentor and, you know, student pupil and all that and we, you know, I won a couple shows with him, but Hani's coaching alone was another level from any other coach I worked with. Now, in saying that, though, you have to remember your question's kind of loaded because, you know, me and Ian have discussed this before. Even though Hani is the best, we also always say that the coach and the client relationship is what really makes the dynamic. It just so happens that Hani is very good at picking people to work with 
that he gets along with. Yeah, and, he, and then knowing how to get the most out of them no, but in he all does aspects. It, but Hani is very selective, especially in, the last oh, yeah, half, especially in the last half of his career. He's not only selective in finding people with good genetics and all that. He's also very selective in finding coachable people that will listen and take his mental advice, take his physical. Like, he won't work if... He's told me before, he's given me examples, and I won't name them, but he's told me before, I wanted to work with that person, but we just couldn't see eye to eye in certain aspects, so I knew he wasn't going to be the right person for me. So, even though we're saying Hani's the best coach, you also have to remember that a different coach could be the best for a different person. It all depends on the relationship they have. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say also, most of the coaching, though, I, you would disagree. I think most pe coaches can get you in shape. It's, it's the final details of the last week to the last day, that, which is the biggest difference, I think, in a lot of the coaching is what they do at the end of the prep. Yeah, I th it's, I not hard, it's not hard to get in shape for no. a bodybuilding show. It's the final detailing that's the bitch because that's where the most, like... I, th I think it's. I it's don't also, think I agree with I, that. I, see, I, I, I think 99% of coaches I th I think it actually can comes get down people to, to, from point A to point B. It's getting them from B to C, which is the hard part. I think it's problem solving skills, is what it is, honestly. At I think the it's. End. Yes, all so. The time. All the time. You know, I think it's, you know, what I, I mean, I know from talking to Hani, you know, with guys with Derek and, and other guys that, you know, even top guys can fall off the rails sometimes, you know, um, and a guy like that that can you know, problem solved, not just from seeing a set of pictures or video and knowing exactly what's wrong or what needs to be adjusted in that, but also, you know, how to communicate to make them tick. And I think, uh, you know, problem solving abilities is definitely one of the more defining things of a coach, you know, like not panicking under the pressure or, you know, if it's a scenario that you see that maybe you're not accustomed to, um, that you, you know, can keep a cool head and, and kind of look at the data of what you've accrued together and be like, okay, we've done this, we've done this, we've done this, it's rendered this look, what can we, you know, what could have led to where we are and how can we get out of this situation or improve this situation? I think problem solving ability is, is definitely what I've noticed is definitely the separating thing with, with high tier coaches. Yeah, and, and to my point, the problem solving where you said not to get nervous and panic, that comes at the end of the prep. You'd wait, be, sure. Because wait, in, but it, it could also come in seven prep, weeks Something's out. not right, you're not gonna panic guy, about it. Guy, wait a minute. You're, you're like 80% right. You're, the last week is definitely the hardest part, but I think when you're talking about guys who weigh 280, 290, 260 pounds, what happens at 10 weeks out can affect how you look one week out, I'm not, I or all through the prep. I, I so, like, so, so my point I'm trying to make is, it's not necessarily an X's and O's point, it's more to Melissa's point about when Hani's dealing with these people's lives, because that's what he does the best. Yeah. What's going on in your life? What's going on with your contract? What's going on with your wife? What's going on with, how is everything? When he's dealing with these things, it keeps him in the proper mental state through the earlier weeks so that the last week and he has so the a really good be, he's product. more like a life coach, not just a bodybuilding. He's everything. He's a coach. I, th I would but say I think, that's, that's but the I think biggest when you, thing. When you extrapolate this outwards and you look at top coaches in any profession, you're looking at you know, the best coaches in football, track and field, hockey, whatever. I mean, they're not just a coach when they're on the field or it's on not, the ice. It's, knows, yeah. They know these guys' lives. They know, you know how you coach me and how you might coach Fuad. You know, one guy might want the tough love and be looked at and be like, yo, you look like a fucking sack of shit, pick it up, or you know, Dennis Wolf's gonna fucking whoop your ass on stage. And some guys might be like, hey, you know, things are good, but we you know, need to pick up the pace. Like, there's different ways to motivate guys. And I think, you know, knowing how guys tick and, and, and getting the most out of them is, is crucial for sure. And for those of you out there who want to be coaches, and this is a mistake I made, or not a mistake, but something I became very aware of in my 
early coaching career. If you're not planning on giving your clients more than just the X's and O's, you're probably not gonna ascend to the highest levels of coaching. Because any coaches I know, like Matt, uh, Ben is on his way to becoming a very successful coach in the higher ranks. Uh, Hani, like, uh, you know, John was like this also. They're very involved in more than just eat this, train this. You know, so if you are looking to be a coach and be successful, you have to take that into consideration that your clients do need your time and they, they do want you to care. Yeah. Um, anything else, guys? Anybody want to say anything before we go? I'll say something. I just, uh, being the new guy here, I'm kind of like people in this audience where like I'm, I was on looking for like this podcast for a long time and like seeing what you guys are doing. So I'm very uh, grateful to be a part of this group and I've never had a public forum to say it, but I'm grateful even if guys here. Doesn't we're, grateful. <laughs> we're grateful to have you. <laughs> Fuck guys. But well, I think I've told, I've told Fuad this in the past. I think he... I think he really downplays the importance and the significance of what he's created here. And he's, uh, we talked about that, but you really need to give yourself a pat on the back, man, because it means something, you know what I mean? Thank you, man. Absolutely. In saying that, I have, to, I have to say Mike has been the most welcome addition. I, he said earlier, I thought this guy hated me. I would, like, I would show up at Pure and I would see him and he'd be like, just, just look at him. So... <laughs> So when he came Not on the pretty. pod, when he came on the podcast the first time, and Paul thought the same thing. I was afraid of Mike. Paul was, I was very afraid of Mike. <laughs> shockingly, shockingly surprised at the. Uh, it scared me. My biggest surprise when you told me that you're a Will Ferrell fan. I did not picture you as Will. Will Ferrell was your favorite actor. I could not. Is he here? No, no, no. I wish he was. I'm a big fan myself. But when you uh, you told me he was like your favorite actor and you love his movies, I was blown away. I never expected that out of you. Anyway, you've been a, an awesome addition, man. We have a lot of good laughs and shit. Absolutely, it's, it's a lot of fun. So. Thank you for doing it. Anybody else? Guy, you want to say anything? You're not you want to plug your uh, up, plug. Uprising Extracts uh, mogul? Check out Uprising Extracts. Did you say mobile? Mogul. Mo it's mogul. You don't know what a mogul is? No. Oh, Jesus Christ. You, may, you make fun of Paul all the time. You don't even know what a mogul is? You don't know what a mogul is? <laughs> it has to do with my company. You're he like, thinks uh, it's those little jumps like in boss. skiing, you know? You're like an extract boss. You're the boss, saying. dude. Yeah. You're the, you're the pre cream of the crop. Yeah, <laughs> you were trying to give like the fucking website. I was like, it's not mogul.com. <laughs> Check out Guy's company, Uprising Extracts. Paul is uh, one of our amazing judges. Ian's competing in three weeks. Melissa, I know this wasn't... Uh, I know this was a little more difficult for you being on stage, but thank you for doing this with us. We love having you. I like being here. Thank Good. you for having me. Good. Guys, thank you very much. We're going to be back at 5 o'clock for finals. We uh, appreciate you guys coming to the show.